So we did not lie to you. Here as we welcome you into the fast lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. See, we admitted yesterday, actually a couple days ago, I believe, so maybe we're getting our dates confused here. Can't you tell? It's vacation time for Trey coming up. He's out next week. And then for me, getting prepped up and ready to go to the ACC football kickoff. That's where we are right now at the Virginia Talk Radio Network. So we can't completely remember the chronological order, but I know, because it's somewhere in the archives at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts, that we mentioned we were going to totally adjust the schedule. So yesterday it was Phil Steele, college football reporter on the Virginia schools. Today it's on the ACC and college football. That's a little bit later, normally on Thursdays, but today on Fridays it's Trey's boss from FrenchStretch.com, Tom Bowles, around 5.30 this afternoon. But... We're kicking it off today with a man who has obligations at 5.30 p.m. when we normally chat because he is the MC for the Commonwealth Games opening ceremonies, the event, of course, presented by Virginia Amateur Sports. So we cannot allow him to go and miss that wonderful opportunity. Most importantly, how many times has Dave Walls of WSET joins us in the fast lane? Dave, how many times in preparation do you go mic check one, two, one, two, like an old school hip hop, I'll call this artist? <laughs> you know, it's the old radio guy, you know, where I got my start that comes back to me all of a sudden when I start I'm saying, you know, test, test, mic check, one, two. Why do we only count to one or two? We occasionally make it to three, but when we never count any higher than that. But uh, it does it does come back to you very quickly. But uh, looking, forward, looking forward to a fun night tonight, guys. A couple thousand athletes all in town ready to compete, and uh, the ceremony is always fun. Dave, to answer your question, and I'm going to speak for myself, but definitely not for you because you're intelligent. I think there are a lot of folks that are kind of like me because, I mean, let's be honest, you can't be that bright if you stick in this racket too long. But you just continue to go to one, two, three, and then after that, you don't want to risk saying more stuff that uh, showcases your lack of intelligence in certain spots. So I'll speak on my behalf, Dave, not on yours because you have plenty of it, including we'll get to the coaching side of it in just a moment, but you mentioned the athletes coming together for the opening ceremonies. You've done this now a couple of years for ABC 13 WSET and partnering with Virginia Amateur Sports to present the opening ceremonies and emceeing it. What is it like for you to see a lot of athletes who gather for something like this where literally it's just the thrill of competition that drives a lot of people to come out for something like this yeah it really is a thrill of the competition and you know and uh, for a lot of these athletes it's it's coming to lynchburg has has turned into a yearly tradition for them Uh, when you look at some of the events that always bring in the big numbers like basketball and track and field a lot of these athletes are not coming one time getting a medal and never coming back they're coming two, three, four, five times in a row, and they're making it a tradition, uh, you know, to have an annual competition and see who's best. And it helps fuel their uh, their sporting careers. And even for those who aren't actively trying to go professional in whatever sport there is, it's an annual fun uh, experience for them. You know, Lynchburg and Liberty University have proved over the years that they've been a very welcoming host, and the, the city has benefited with – uh, several million dollars of revenue last year uh, just based on games weekend and, and more to come this year. But certainly for the athletes, it's about having fun, competing, but, you know, taking in the moment You know, for, for a lot of us. You know, this is this is our Olympics. This is our Super Bowl. You know, you can use the hyperbole, but, you know, it, it's a big stage. You know, it, it really is. To say you're the best in Virginia. That's something else. But, you know, to be able to go out there again, uh, 
make new friends as well to also compete. You know, uh, you see a lot of those friendships uh, over, especially some of the individual sports like tennis and other areas. Uh, you see people really, uh, really bonding even while they're competing. And so this weekend is just a ton of fun. It really is. It's awesome to be a part of it. They had the VIP ceremony last night. Somehow I snuck into that. And then getting ready to go to main games weekend after the fast lane for the opening ceremonies. Dave Walls, of course, will be emceeing the festivities at the Liberty Indoor Practice Facility for Liberty University football. It starts shortly, 5.30 p.m. this evening. Dave, um, part of your fun gearing up for the Commonwealth Games, uh, should we call you Coach Walls, or at least should Will Stafford, your colleague, call you Coach Walls for your tutorial on how to properly bowl? <laughs> uh, if, if I'm Will Stafford's bowling coach, I think I have just been fired. You know, based on based on the results. You know, because coaches got to get wins. But <laughs> that was a that was a fun night because he's preparing for his uh, duels against Kelsey Childers. I got the call late one night to sneak him out to the bowling alley, get a couple get a couple games in, even though, you know, my knee is getting better, but you know, we're still not a hundred percent. I hadn't bowled in, I think maybe 10 years. Now I used to be really deep into the bowling scene. I used to have, I, you know, uh, an average in the low two hundreds. I mean, I, was, I used to love bowling, but I hadn't, like I said, done it in a decade. And then, uh, well, my best lessons uh, weren't enough for him to uh, really put forth much of an effort. I, I, I maybe, uh, Taught him a few things by, you know, through the scoreboard, but uh, yeah, it wasn't his best effort, but I tried. I tried, Will. Dave, the next question then, if WSET meteorologist Will Stafford is so upset with you, did he put your face on the golf ball for mini golf or as a target with his archery competition that he's engaged in? Well, based on his results in mini golf, uh, where he took the win, I'm going to say he probably put my face on the golf ball. <laughs> I don't know how I, the, his uh, his uh, shooting, uh, his air rifles, everything with Kelsey and airs tonight, and I don't. He hasn't told me how they did, uh, so I, I'm curious to see how that turns out. I'm sure if he did put my face on there, uh, there'd be a couple really good bullseyes, which would probably worry me a little. So uh, let's just let's just hit the goal. <laughs> well, we're going to think positive thoughts for WSET's Dave Walls, who will no doubt be able to update us if he really cares to share that, of course, at Dave Walls TV on Instagram and Dave Walls WSET as he's joining us here in the fast lane. Dave, uh, it's always fun to be chatting with you about the Commonwealth Games, and certainly this weekend is kind of the official kickoff of it. But we touched on this last week, but the baseball competition is well, out of the sports of this, and they've done a great job growing it, is the baseball one still the one where you look back on it and go, wow, there's a lot of high-end talent that came through here? You know, there really is. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it's funny. I was talking with the coaches from the North team uh, over the, uh, the three days they had the All-Star Baseball last week, and obviously we had a little more time built in with all the rain we had. But, um, you know, we were talking about just some of the alumni that's come through here. We, now you get names like Ryan Zimmerman dropped in, you know, and uh, just a, a host of others. I mean, they, they the North coaches keep a record book of, of all the alumni who have gone on to not only compete in college, but then move on to the majors. And, I mean, and it's pages deep, uh, you know. And the other regions have that kind of history as well. But the North has clearly been the powerhouse of the All-Star Baseball. But uh, the fact that this tournament attracts that kind of talent where you consistently are getting major leaguers coming through here at a young age, 
uh, you know, it just says something to, about this tournament. But, you know, on the same tip, you know, the numbers are just amazing this year for both basketball and track and field as well. Basketball, I didn't think it could get any higher. They found a way to slip in another 25 or 30 teams. I'm surprised at this point they're not playing around the clock with games at 3 a.m. or something like that in order to squeeze everybody in. But uh, credit to Dan Fouts and his staff. They've done an amazing job of uh, – yeah, keeping this machine buzzing, even though it continues to expand. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, stepping into the fast lane. Dave, transitioning away from the Commonwealth Games presented by Virginia Amateur Sports and looking to other events going on, particularly football, because we're almost at uh, August 1st, which is kind of the unofficial start to the season. And really, it's come sooner with college sports and college conference media days. Uh, first off, though, high school football. You were over at Jefferson Forest High School. They had their big youth football camp. How neat is it, whether it's Luther Matty doing it with uh, in conjunction with EC Glass and being over uh, at City Stadium or Jefferson Forest, seeing a lot of these events pop up and really give younger kids a chance to do something fun over the summer and certainly polish up some skills as well. Yeah, you know, it's been very exciting this year, and I know a lot of schools do uh, youth camps, so I certainly don't want anyone to think I was excluding them by just going to JF, but uh, what stood out to me was the numbers. You know, I, you know as much as anybody that uh, you know, for several years, you know, especially nationally, uh, high school football has uh, seen some numbers drop here and there. And then, um, you know, so some schools had to maybe downsize a little bit and things like that. But, you know, when you see the numbers uh, pouring in at Jefferson Forest and other places, um, you know, they had over 120 kids at Jefferson Forest over three nights. Uh, each night, everybody came back in the hot sun, uh, but they, they wanted to learn. And then you go camp and there's hundreds there uh kids and pros was this week as well in lynchburg and in danville uh, that's always a tremendous camp and again hundreds of, uh, it just show, it goes to show the passion uh that uh high school football and youth football has in this region and uh clearly even though the national numbers you know have gone through a downswing you know this is one of those signs that maybe it's all going to rise back up and that uh, more coaches are, are dedicating their time to you know teaching the game safely and also uh, reigniting that passion amongst uh, youth who, who maybe, uh, you know, a couple of years ago might have shied away from getting out in the field and taking some hits. You know, they're now learning, you know, the right way to play. You know, uh, the athleticism is certainly taking a sharp increase uh, thanks to all these great camps. Dave, moving from high school to college, the preseason polls have come out for Conference USA. Western Kentucky is projected at the top, followed by Liberty. That's kind of the gist of what we've gotten from pro handicappers Paul Stone and Phil Steele, who were with us earlier this week. And those interviews are up at Fastlane. Ned Lamer, you listen to podcasts. Do you kind of get the gist of it as well, that given what Western Kentucky returns on offense and the fact that Liberty is transitioning to a new offensive system and lost a lot on defense that uh, maybe it was a stretch to believe they should have been the projected winner of Conference USA in their first year. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't, uh, wouldn't project them at, at the top of a new conference like this in year one, especially, like you said, considering not only what they lost on defense, but the question marks we still have coming in. You know, there's several names uh, floating around a quarterback. I know, where, you know Coach Shadwell said, early on that he's looking at players like Jonathan Bennett, you know, his last year of eligibility to at least lead and help in that transition. But certainly you have a new system, new coaching staff, some holes. And again, like you said, Western Kentucky you know, is returning a ton of talent this year, you know, and they, they've been there and done that. So there is going to be a bit of a learning curve as Liberty adjusts to this next level of competition. And quite frankly, they haven't had to play for a conference title 
since back in their FCS days. So uh, for this class of players and for this coaching staff, this is going to be a brand new experience. So you're going to expect, unfortunately, you know, a couple bumps in the road. But, you know, the fact that everybody still says, even despite all that, they expect them to be second in Conference USA. I think this goes to show that this program has tremendous respect coming in, and no one's going to take them lightly, and Liberty shouldn't uh, shouldn't do that to their conference opponents either. Dave, last one for you, and we are grateful for your time as you're prepping to emcee the Commonwealth Games opening ceremonies, uh, kicking off main games weekend over at Liberty University at 5.30 p.m. and running for the next couple of hours at their indoor practice facility for football if folks want to get over and check that out. Um, speaking of football, Washington Commanders, the sale is now official do you get the sense that that might actually bring some of these fans that to understandably either gravitated toward another team or their interest in that particular franchise waned? Is there the potential that maybe that brings it back? If not in the short term with Josh Harris, at least fans would be open to it over the long haul. Oh, without question. And Ed, you know as much as anyone how much of a diehard Eagles fan I am. But quite frankly, you know, in my now I go back way back with the Eagles, right? I remember what this rivalry between the Eagles and then the Redskins or Washington and Dallas used to be, the passion, the fervor, the hatred between all these NFC East clubs. Let's be honest, you know, over the last, you know, two decades under Dan Snyder, that, that, um, that level of competition really hasn't been there on a consistent basis. And I think if you would you would honestly go to any of the other cities in the NFC East and ask, you know, hey, who's your biggest rival? I don't think anybody would say Washington. You know, and just seeing it now with just the ownership change and just seeing people going, oh, thank goodness, now we have a chance again. I've seen so many social media posts from Washington fans, you know, who are almost in a way breathing a sigh of relief, like they felt like they've been embarrassed over the last, you know, however many years, but you know, I, I think I feel like there's a sense of optimism that maybe they can get things rolling on the road. You know, certainly a lot of damage has been done. That fan base doesn't instantly rebuild itself, but it's a positive first step. And I think if you're an existing Washington fan, I think you've got at least a reason now to have a little pride, you know, whether or not you like the commander's name or not. You've got at least a little bit of pride now and hope, hoping your team is now uh, ready to start being a contender and start being respected again. No doubt about it, Dave. There is a lot of pride with your work. It shows at Dave Wall's WSET on Twitter, ABC 13, and because you have been asked to emcee the Commonwealth Games opening ceremonies in just a few moments, 5.30 p.m. over at Liberty. Thank you for your time today in the fast lane. Good luck with that, and we look forward to seeing you over there. Good luck. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll also see, I'll see you down in Charlotte at the ACC kickoff. Looking forward to that week as well. So that'll be a fun one, dissecting uh, what's going right and wrong with the Hokies and Cavaliers. So I'll see you down there. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, with us in the fast lane. And he, he brought up the idea of a name change. And I'm sure he got that because yesterday on the Rich Eisen show, Don Van Nata Jr., and, of course, we had Don's colleague Seth Wickersham on about a week ago, and that chat is up at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. But Don Van Nata Jr., who's also been part of those investigations into the franchise and very closely tied to what's going on with the Washington Commanders, he went on the Rich Eisen show and did, in fact, address the question from Rich about the potential for a name change and the fact that, yes, it looks like there's a real good possibility that happens. Do you think it's possible that he even changed the name? Just to get rid of just Just remove all trails and traces of Dan Snyder. Do you think that's possible? I think so. I, yes. I think, there, I think there's a pretty good chance of that um, to erase any 
part of the Snyder legacy to, to have a complete do-over. Uh, I would not be surprised at all, Rich, if we see uh, a name change and a complete rebranding. Don Van Nata, ESPN investigative reporter on the Rich Eisen Show yesterday. And of course, that would make us very sad because that might, in fact, age out this glorious hit. Yes, it's better than the one that Sam shared with us, and we appreciate Sam chiming in fast lane, Ed Lane on our social media platforms. But this song is so much better, and yet it may become nullified. Something about some good fans. Back in the day, RFK was our palace. If you don't know, you need to ask about us. Think we're gonna lose? Well, I can't believe you doubt us. Had the whole crowd screaming out, We want Dallas! Those haters can't stand us. Left hand up. Who are we? The commanders. 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 And one other point, by the way. On what Don Manata Jr. said on the Rich Eisen Show yesterday, by the way, the Rich Eisen Show, weekdays noon to three right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, but the idea of the sale killing Dan Snyder inside, which is just so ludicrous that Snyder feels hurt by this and seems, again, clueless and oblivious, ivory tower syndrome, if you will, to what all he's done to prompt it. We keep talking and laughing about the fact that Snyder's going to walk away with $5 billion, this incredible payday, but this kills him. His entire identity was being the owner of the team he loved since he was a boy. And people in his inner circle say he is just destroyed Mm. uh, that he has to walk away from the team. If you're that destroyed, and yes, we cut off the Don Van Otto Jr. bite from the Rich Eisen Show, Rich Eisen Show weekdays, noon to three, right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Yes, we cut that off. But if you were that distraught at any point along the way, why not feel a sense of guilt and maybe stop the destructive behavior from ignoring your coaches, to a toxic workplace environment, to the sexual harassment claims where either you allegedly foster the culture for that to transpire or, in fact, engaged in it, allegedly speaking. If it really bothered you that much, don't cook the books. Don't have two separate sets of books to screw over the NFL owners. If it matters that much, consider all the steps that got you to this particular point to where you actually have to sell the franchise. Because I, I, I go over this with my kids all the time. Don't just say you're sorry. Use that as an opportunity to reevaluate your actions so that it shows that you're sorry. But at no point in a 20-year time frame did anything change. You had 20 years to change. So I could care less if you feel that bad. If you feel bad, just listen to more of the Fast Lane. Tom Bowles, NASCAR writer, frontstretch.com, next.